Hey there, welcome to a brand new show. It is the Brief Talk After Dark podcast, a little spicier show for you. And I thought the best person to have on the inaugural show is someone you guys have been wanting back forever and been, you know, tweeting about it for a while. And now he's back. It is Stephen from The Bricklayers. Welcome to the new show and welcome back to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me back. I am honored that I didn't bore you to death on the last one and that you think I'm spicy enough for the new one. Well, you know, we're doing this one because the boys wanted something more spicy. And we have a good regular crowd that, you know, some of them are not into the spicy. So instead of alienating our audience, we decided to create a brand new show. Fantastic. And as I tell people, I don't have a Patreon set up for this show yet, but I will soon enough. But if you want spicy, 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 you better fork over lots of money, money, money. Because... <laughs> You know, I'm not giving it away for free. Hell no. It's just n- not happening. That's a uh, no. So we're here. We're back. We have Steven back and we were having a lovely chat beforehand and we decided, hey, we need to podcast. So here we are. So welcome back. So how are things going for you over in Spain? Uh, really well, actually. I have to say I've been going through a oddly creative period trying different things because i mean we're always trying to keep it fresh and new but also tap into not necessarily what's on trend but what what people's fetishes are and and how they sort of blend with our own because we we live by the rule that we only film what we enjoy doing so you know there might be something that's on trend at the moment that's just not for us so we won't go down that road for the sake of it because you can start to lose authenticity if if you start doing what uh, mm-hmm. what other people want, but what doesn't turn you on, so if it doesn't turn us on, we don't do it. But I have been looking further afield. Well, I'm always trying looking for new ideas, but um, I've been I mentioned this when we spoke before. I've been looking to Asian countries who seem to embrace the spandex fetish to yes. a whole different level. And uh, from a business perspective, that's done really well for us. So uh, we've got a lot of new Chinese, Japanese, Indonesian customers, but also they're giving me so many ideas as well. So I'll give you an example. One, uh, we created a new character, as it were, recently, played by my husband, Phil, and uh, he is Dr. Spandex, and Mm -hmm. he creates sex drones. Now, these drones are like basically in full Zentai Spandex suits, and a dear friend of mine, Matthew, in the UK, he is the Zentai master. So should you want to educate people about Zentai and Zentai sex speak to him he knows everything and uh, he actually sent me over a zentai suit that has a cock sheath as part of it and so that we started with dr spanex creating this sex robot that had you know uh, an erect penis as it were and uh, 
it was kind of, I don't know, sort of villain laboratory, Frankenstein-y, and it was so popular. I was amazed, like genuinely amazed at the response we got from it. We, we went on to create a second one called Dr. Spandex Augmentation, where basically he has like a domestic drone. So if you think about a Zentai suit that has no genitalia or whatever, it's, it's fairly androgynous. And what he does is he actually adds genitalia to his domestic robot and makes him, you know, a full sexually active robot. And it's it does sound quite bizarre now I'm saying it out loud, but it's extremely erotic. And that whole sort of robot thing is yeah, it was so much fun. So it, I saw the clip you posted and it looked <laughs> it looked fun. It was fun. And you know, I I always try, well we both always try to have the fun element and but I, I love the creativity of that one. And because, you know, the the Zentai community and they are quite a community, they they just they absolutely loved it. So I have uh, I have another one in mind. I'm not going to say too much about it, but it's another sort of metamorphosis. But I don't, I don't really know what I want to create yet. I want to create the perfect drone, but I'm not sure what said drone would look like. But it is, it's really interesting getting ideas from other people, other nations, other cultures, and sort of expanding your own sort of fetish palette, as it were. Oh yeah, it's always because the I love the designs, especially mm-hmm. in Japanese underwear. Yeah, it is. They have they do so many creative, fun things. Yes, that it's just like oh my goodness, look at what they did with this. Because mm. there's several companies over there now making some really cool stuff. Yeah, and the only downside is. They make it for Japanese people, oh. not outside of Japanese, because it's super tiny. Because yes. Japanese people are small. Are not, yeah, they're not big people. They're yeah. The that's Asian builds are yeah. They're more petite. I mean, there's. Um, I'm sure you know this. The Japanese brand GX3. Uh, yeah. They make such gorgeous things mm-hmm. and there is no way on this planet that I can get my big fat western ass into uh, any of their designs so I just sort of look longingly at them and go oh, never mind Yeah. <laughs> well there is one Japanese company that makes bigger stuff it's called Propaganda oh I don't know this and brand. they make singlets and they make all sorts of things mm-hmm. and when i did the conversion since you know centimeters yes and of course we do inches they you can go over and see their size chart and their model is this beefy asian guy yeah i don't know if he's the owner or what he is but they make larger sizes of you know some of the stuff you see the creative stuff and the colors you see in the other brands yeah but they make them, so that's a good option to look into. Mm, guess where know. I'm going to be going as soon as we've finished speaking. I'll send you. Ooh, spend, I'll, spend. I'll look them up and I'll send you the link because it's some funky address and it's they make really good stuff. 
That's uh, awesome. the design wise. Yeah. And you may, cause they make fun singlets. They make, they make all sorts of things. Mm. I've been meaning to buy from them, but I have not mm. the, the money or the time to go in and be like, okay, what's my size again? Yeah. Let me convert this. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, you American people in our non-metric. Ugh. Well, do you know, um, the, the UK is kind of a mix of metric and non-metric as well. So I'm, I can still think of waistlines and penises actually in terms of inches. So yeah, I'm sort of in between. So, well, good. You know, both. So you're way ahead of the rest of it. I'm just like, I don't know about that. But do you know where um, where in Eastern countries is uh, is really sort of translates quite well physically is South Korea, because the general build of South Korean men is larger than your sort of Japanese, Chinese men. So I think if anything was to come out of South Korea, I would lap that up. But they have quite an active sort of Zentai culture as well. So hmm, something for me to think about. True. And the wow. problem with, with China is there's this thing called the Great Firewall of China. So mm-hmm. basically, you know, stuff coming in and out of China will only come through certain channels. Like I'm sure I mentioned AliExpress before. Um yes. How well you can get some really good stuff, but they're one of the only channels out of China. And there's another one that Matthew, the Zentai guy that I mentioned, he it's like a proxy and they do the purchasing for you and you send the money to them. But it's quite a complicated process. But the things that he orders, the like the Zentai stuff, there was one of the options was a spandex tongue. And I was like that seems awfully dry your tongue out. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I'm like, well, what if you get thirsty? How incredibly practical of me. But they have like anal sheaths as well as cock sheaths that you can add added to your Zentai suits, depending on whether you're active or passive. And they really go for the detail. And I, I've got to respect that level of dedication to your fetish. That that is dedication for sure. Mm. And by the way, American people, active and passive—that's top and bottom. Oh, the world. Okay. Um, you know, I have to explain that because some people are like, "What is he talking about?" Sorry, like, mm. <laughs> guys. Can, top and bottom. <laughs> I think you can figure out which is which, mm-hmm. but you know, if you don't, contact me and I will. <laughs> Just saying. Is that just an American thing? I it's gone around more, but I hear active passive in outside the US more than I hear mm. top and bottom. Especially in, you know, Spanish speaking cultures where it's yes. like Tito and Pico, yeah. <laughs> some of the few Spanish words I know. That's I've known that for years. Yeah, it's one of those words you just put an O on the end and suddenly it's a Spanish word. That happens quite a lot. (laughs) It's like, because a friend of mine told me, and I'm like, good Lord, you slut. I was like, of course you know all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Mm. Mm. But yeah. So let's talk about your new site, because you have a brand new site up, which... Yeah, it took a little while to get up well, because you know new sites a suck, and B I know you had some other issues outside of the site. 
caused delays. Yeah, which probably were not fun. We we had well the the first issue was of a sort of personal nature to do with family and illness. So we weren't really we were just so occupied with these potentially mortal issues that, you know, you've got to be in the right frame of mind to, mm-hmm. you know, produce really well porn that you're really, really into. And our minds just weren't in the right place. And sort of in tandem with that, uh, we had a problem with our um, payment processor um, because they hadn't necessarily followed the law, as it were, that Visa and MasterCard make anyone they work with adhere to. So there were there were problems with our website in terms of words that were used, but we weren't told that we weren't allowed to use these words. I mean, a lot of them are about about consent, and there are words that you would never. Unless you know, you know, you wouldn't know. I'll give you an example. You're not allowed to use the word tentacle. And we were like, I don't understand. What is this? Fish porn? But no, tentacle, if you if you Google what that's got to do with porn, is to do with this Japanese porn that has a sort yes. of rape element to it. I mean, I never knew that. So I knew that one, yeah. It's mental, isn't it? So we um we didn't really have it in us to sort of go through everything. So we were like, you know what, let's just put the whole thing on hold while we focus on our family matters and, you know, give, give them the focus that they require. So when we, uh, when we relaunched, it was quite a complicated process because the, the legal side of creating porn now is so complex in the wake of the visa Pornhub scandal because they were they weren't vetting everything oh yes and and obviously there was child pornography and all that but now visa and mastercard issue this massive do's and don'ts and you have to carefully consider everything and i'll, I'll give you an example of how different that makes making Porn that is not just two or three guys naked in a hotel room fucking, which is, you know, that's not our thing. We're storytellers. Um, Mm -hmm. So our latest video is about a Superman character, but we can't call him Superman for copyright reasons. So that's fair. You know, I mean, I'm 50. We called him Super Dad. It worked just fine. (laughs) Um, Even better, or Super Daddy, I quite liked as well. That that gave me a bit bit of a thrill. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, because he was bound by a villain with kryptonite. Although we couldn't call it kryptonite, we called it lycrotite. That was my husband's yeah, was name for it. I loved that lycrotite. It was just wonderful. But yeah, but he because he's bound, that implies a lack of consent. So we had to frame it so that you know he was bound but he wasn't exactly you can't be unconscious or anything like that anything that implies a lack of consent absolute no and they can shut you down in an instant so we actually had to submit our storyline to our payment processor to make sure that we weren't committing any infractions 
And they were really helpful. They said, you know, this could mean this, so avoid that. But, you know, we're just telling a story. And it's superhero fun. But it has restrictions on it. I mean, in the end, don't get me wrong, Mm. I absolutely love the video. But the villain actually puts this sort of inhaler mask onto Superman and it's got red kryptonite slash lycrotite in it, which apparently turns Superman into a bad boy. So I was, uh, <laughs> as soon as I was educated about that, I was like, oh, I like, I like the idea of Super Daddy being a bad Super Daddy. So this mask has two sides to it. One was infused with red kryptonite. One was infused with cum from another supervillain, Bane from the Batman world. And this mm-hmm. drives Superman crazy. But obviously he he's still tied up and he starts to you know get hard on and and then uh, and then one of his fellow superheroes comes and rescue him and you can imagine what ensues then can't you <laughs> well you have to go subscribe to find out what happens next <laughs> yeah and you know it, it was a lot do. of fun it was a lot of fun you definitely are storytellers <laughs> But yeah, it's, I mean, going back to my point about, you know, restrictions, you you really have to, just for the longevity of your own business, you have to make sure that, you know, you are not, you're not upsetting anyone, you're not implying things that you don't mean to imply. Because for me, you know, Superman being weakened by kryptonite is, that's just a story, isn't it? But you put it in a sexual content, it has a whole other weighting to it. It's kind of one of those, you're kind of stuck in the middle. Uh-huh. You're telling a story, but, you know, you don't want to propagate, you know, non-consensual stuff. Yeah. But it's kind of in the middle where it's like, you know, but this is just a story, but... Yeah. So I kind of get where they're going, but it's still kind of like... It restricts what you do or what you yeah, write. It really does. And, and, it, and you want to say, like, Superman isn't real, you know. <laughs> it's a fictional character. But that makes no difference. You know, you have to well, you have to work within these constraints. And, yeah. One of my concerns we, is that the industry is sort of being sanitized by these restrictions. You know, I, I see things on Twitter that, if you had a payment gateway, you would never get that through. It would not be allowed. See, I'm surprised someone hasn't come up with a payment system for this because, A, there's a lot of money in this. Uh-huh. And, B, it's, you know, I guess it's, I don't know how you do it, though, because but because everyone keeps going on about, oh, porn, this, porn, that. But, like, but it's making people lots of money. Yeah. Kink porn everything's making a lot of money you think someone would have entered the space come up with a payment system that does not focus on visa mastercard Mm. that has their own and is just for the industry which i'm not i'm not a financial person so i don't know how to i mean seriously researching all these different companies that deal with porn it was so such a ball ache it really was and every time it came back to what visa and mastercard will and will not permit because they're you know they're, they're the big card people of the world 
You know, mm-hmm. if you're selling globally, Visa, Mastercard, that's that's who we all have. That's you know, that's the two that I have. I don't really know the other ones. Yeah, it's it's just odd that no one has really entered the space and really done payments for this because I think it's a much needed for the industry and other things as well. Yeah. But that's that's one of the downsides to doing content that is more spicy than regular because you're at the will of other people. Yeah. Because like when OnlyFans decided they didn't want to do adult content anymore, and they were just like, oh, everyone's going to... It's like, there's your business. You're done. Yep. Yep. And what happened? They reversed. A week later, they reversed <laughs> because they knew they were going to have no money. But you know, one of the things that amazes me about OnlyFans is their payment process, and stop me if I'm boring the pants off you, is their payment provider isn't a porn payment provider because OnlyFans isn't strictly porn, although I reckon it's probably 97% porn. It's sort of a loophole, and I think that loophole will probably tighten and cause problems. But obviously, we don't have OnlyFans. We have our own site. But I know plenty of people that that do have OnlyFans, and there are quite a lot of restrictions that they put on their content. For example, um, they're not keen on you doing outside. So, you know, that's why a lot of these lot of these guys that make content, it ends up as just like, you know, fucking in a hotel room. And there are some people Obviously, my friend Michael, who you're going to be speaking to soon, who I'm filming, well, we're we're meeting in Madrid next month to make some really exciting stuff. He he said that he does his best to to tell stories, and he does. He does a great job. But the restrictions put on OnlyFans, I mean, I moan about the restrictions we live under. Theirs are even stricter. So that's that's not I, just Visa and Mastercard. That's OnlyFans as a company. I didn't know you couldn't do outside. Mm. Well, that's something that's I was told. I, I, I'm that's sort of secondhand information. But I mean, can you imagine what our website would look like if it if we couldn't do outside? I love filming outside. So much fun. It's- but there's so many places you can film outside. Mm-hmm. I can see if they didn't want you to do like public spaces. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to set up in a library and start shagging. <laughs> Sorry, shagging uh, is a British word that means fucking. <laughs> they, hopefully they know that word. If you don't know that word, we'll, uh, remember Austin Powers. Hello, yes, exactly. Shag, um, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so go watch it. You'll love it. I'm telling you. <laughs> but it's strange all the... Because... I tell everyone that the porn industry or the adult content industry, as they call it now, and underwear face the same issue. Right. You know, it's, you can't show this. You can't do this. You can't. And it's like, you know, how am I supposed to promote things or promote even the blog and the podcast content? When you won't allow me to show things. Yeah. Because like cover art has to be like PG rated. Yeah. Because you can't have anything because, you know, it always in this country, it always goes back to the children. Um, mm-hmm. Heaven forbid the children. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I'm going to create a shirt that says the children. It's like, oh my God, the children. Think of the children. <laughs> Think of the children. But yeah, so it's always so many restrictions and it's so, I don't know if it's over there like it is here. It's very, you can, you know, you know, you can exploit a woman all day long and yeah. show her in everything. But oh, yeah. heaven forbid you show a man in something similar. If you show a bulge or, you know, an outline of a penis, that's it. You can't exploit a man. I know it is extremely, extremely sexist. And, you know, I, yes, I do think it comes from America, but America's cultural influence over the Western world cannot be understated. So things that happen in your country will filter through and, you know, create issues. I don't know about globally. I, th I think um, it kind of stops with Eastern countries. They have their own issues, as oh, yeah. it were. But something that happens in your country will, will filter through culturally to European nations, for example. And particularly if you're dealing with American institutions like Visa, MasterCard, mm -hmm. Google, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Because yeah, all the big tech companies are here. Yes. So they always have the U.S. slant, which I'm like, can we get a more European slant on this? You know, can we have, you know, something a little more, you know, risque or something? Yeah. Because like Facebook, you can't. You think with all their technology, you could have above 1821 where you could show a bit more. I'm not saying go full on show at all, but you know, if you're marked as one of those communities, you should be able to show what you and then limit it to just the people who follow it. So they see it and it's not gone out to everyone, but you know, that's not their goal. So whatever. It is complicated. And, you know, I understand that there are sensitivity issues, but if your children are watching porn, maybe the issue is, you know, you as a person, you as a family, not something that we all have to pay the price for. Currently, we have banning books in our country. I have read stupid. about that, which is like Nazi Germany. It's, it's frightening. Florida is in the process of banning the dictionary because it has bad words in it. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because that is genuinely a frightening thing. But I was talking to my parents the other day because when I was younger, they had no idea what I read. Of course. I read all the time. I did whatever. If I was reading a book, I was happy. I was alone. And my mother's like, did you ever read? I said, you don't even know half the things I read. Yep. Because I would go get things, and back then they really didn't care. And I'd read all sorts of things. And I told her, now, I'm like, you don't have to be worried about books now. The kids got the internet. They're all looking at porn now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all you got to do is make two clicks, and bam, you're there. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, I'm like yeah, banning a book is not going to save the children. Because they know, you know, these, these horny teenagers, they know exactly how to bypass these things. And I'm like, what people, kids read books from the library. Mm -hmm. They go online and read them. They get them other places. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, Whatever. it's an insane situation, and I don't want to get political on your show because, you know, we're here to have fun. But We're here to have fun, although yeah. this will lead me into my next conversation. I, I, I told Stephen before we started, I read one of our reviews, 
because I know I've made it in podcasting when I get a one or below star review, like three and below star review. And one of them said that I talked too much about social media. So sorry, I talked mm-hmm. about it again. So, well, but, you know, I, I, I'm instigating our- these things as well. I mean, social media is how we communicate as a species. Of course, you're going to talk about it. Well, that's the point of it is that's it. But you've had your own issues yeah. over there. With <laughs> you, you teased it beforehand, so you got me very curious of what happened with well, a person or people or something. My, my, my view on reviews is I don't have them. I don't like them. I, I, I don't even like them for, like, you know IMDb? You guys, mm-hmm. that's a big thing in America, isn't it? Um, if I'm watching a film, I love to look up who the actors are. If I'm like, oh, who's that? And what have they done before? Whether I like them, whether I just recognize them or whatever. And sometimes you look at the reviews and you're like, why are people allowed to give reviews? Because it always seems to be the idiots who go straight to the, oh, well, I'm giving this one out of 10. And, you know, it's just... It's an outlet for people that shouldn't have an outlet. So I'm not a big fan of reviews. If you like something, you like it. You don't need to know what someone else thinks. Experience it yourself. See how you feel. But when you put yourself out there, as you do in the porn world, you know, you put out your content and people will, will say some really really nasty things but this this just happened the other day and it was such a an ageist surprise it really took me back now bear in mind that uh we are older gentlemen now so i mean i didn't we didn't start doing bricklayer until i was 40 so we've been at this a while Mm mm-hmm I thought you've been doing it longer. Wow. No. You're just so synonymous with it. That you well, think. I have been sort of in the spandex community since sort of the advent of the internet. Sites like Spandex Guys. Um, mm-hmm. I still know plenty of people from back in the day when that was the, you know, the really the only outlet yeah. um, for sharing your fetish. So when we segued into actually making porn you know it was we were kind of well known anyway in those circles so that probably it's probably why it seems like i've been around forever but yes yeah, so as i say we're, we're we're older gentlemen now and i was on twitter the other day and as you know twitter thank you to elon musk is completely unbridled people can be as Correct. vile and horrific as they want. And, you know, this isn't that bad, but about more than 10 years ago, I had a modeling contract with a fetish company. Now, if you're doing a modeling contract, you need to be at your peak fitness. And I was, I was ripped. My abs were in fantastic condition. And the other day I just posted a little clip and this guy said to me, I see you've become really overweight. What's happened to your body? And I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm really overweight now? Um, 
And then he sent a picture from maybe 12 years ago from this modeling period saying, look at your body here. It's so much better. Why don't you look like this now? And I was honestly, I, I was laughing out of shock. And it's like, really? When, when, when you hear Madonna talking about ageism, the woman really has a point. Getting older is a sin. Yes. And well, it, I, I think people expect me. you to be in peak physical condition all the time, which is just, it's not sustainable. And it's not realistic. And I thought, my goodness, what, what a pressure to put people under, you know, treating you like a commodity. And oh, yeah. which is, I, I, I think you kind of have to accept that that is how you're seen when you're in the porn industry. But I don't know. It reminds me of this meme I saw on Instagram, and I hope I saved it. I'll, I'll find it. It's six pictures in a row. You have the bodybuilder that says fit. And then you have a little bit less and goes, what was it? Uh, athletic. And then you have the next one that's just a little bit less and goes normal. Mm-hmm. And then you have the guy who's, you know, has muscle, but he doesn't have abs and it goes obese. <gasps> and then you have like, Another guy with a little bit less who's in like average shape is like morbidly obese. And I'm like, that's part of the culture right there because I'm just like, or as the other one goes, oh yeah, I'm straight skinny, but gay fat. (laughs) So, and I'm like, oh yeah, we know all about that. That is horrific, Uh, isn't it? Because the straight friends are like, oh my God, you look so good. And your gay friends are like, oh my God, you look fat. Uh, oh, gay fat is that? Uh, gay, I'm stealing that one from you. That is just oh yeah, awesome. I stole it oh. for someone else, but it was like you know, and then two. I think it depends on your age. Yeah, because when you look back in your twenties, especially I think in our ages, when you met other gay people, they were sometimes were not the most you know friendliest people in the world. Yeah, and it was very bitchy, very. Uh, <laughs> And then the older you get, you find, you know, more true friends that, you know, are there for you, who don't really care. Like, oh, you didn't go to the gym today. Oh, (laughs) you bitch. So it's more you get people who accept you for who you are and not, you know, what can you do for me? Do you look hot? So I'm like, I'm hoping that's improving on our younger generation, but I don't think so. But you know, I don't it's, know, but I, I, I can't see any evidence of it. But one thing I think is I, really is quite sad about it is that there are so many sexy men that don't fit that uh, aesthetic, that Tom of Finland aesthetic, mm-hmm. but they're extremely sexy in other ways. And if that's the only aesthetic you go for, then you are seriously limiting yourself to options and and not exploring i mean i i love like a sort of bearded dad bod guy you know that's that can be so sexy and the the physical standards i have for myself that's not what i look for in other people my 
God, I'd hate people to have the neuroses that I do, you know? That's not sexy at all. <laughs> Being neurotic is not sexy. Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> we all have them. But I think the OnlyFans, the one thing it has done in a positive way is allowed other people to come out yeah. and do content that, you know, the traditional studios Unless you were six pack, yes. ab, yep. pretty boy, you were not getting any movie. And then now you can find anything you want. And social media has kind of done that as well because you see all these boys posting in underwear and swimwear and spandex yep. who don't fit the mold of what, you know, a pretty gay boy is supposed to be. Yep. And I love that yep. because there's so many different, I have so many tastes. I'm like the UN of men. I just, appreciate everybody and it's like oh look at him oh look at him mm -hmm. because there's so many different types out there yeah. that now have a chance to shine when yeah. it used to only be one thing and no that's that's just that's so that's just made me think well yeah this 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 sort of uh platform that's open to anybody that wants to use it i guess is is showing the um the options uh, without a studio head going, yes, that's allowed. No, that's not allowed. Yeah. So I guess our exposure to what is attractive has changed dramatically because we're being exposed mm -hmm. to things. And I, I think the spandex community is um, one of the many things I love about it. It isn't quite as body fascist as, other communities mm. and you know heavier guys are quite happy to get on those anti-suits and show off and and i absolutely love that and one of our um, one of our customers and i don't think i'm betraying any uh user information here if i am just you can cut this out of the podcast. But anyone who joins our website, they can choose whatever username they want. They don't have to use their real name. Mm -hmm. One of our customers who always buys the Zentai videos, is called, he calls himself Fatty Zentai. And I absolutely bow down to this guy <laughs> for just being that's who i am that's my username and whenever he buys a video i'm like yay fatty zentai's bought a video and i just think I, I don't know i have so much respect for that that you know he he doesn't feel the need to be anything other than who he is and he finds that sexuality in what he is it's not anyone else's idea of what is sexy it's his idea and i i, I absolutely love that it's so well, relaxed, so non-neurotic, and I really appreciate that. It's just now you can find what you want. Yeah. Because before when media was, you know, you had to have a lot of money to be in media because in our day to get our adult content, we were talking, we had to go to like a store and buy a magazine. Yeah. yeah. Or you had to order through, it wasn't... You'd either have to go to like an adult bookstore or mail order yeah. videos, VHS tapes. <laughs> oh, for yeah. Like $100. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't easy to get. And, you know, you had to use the expensive video ca cameras and film cameras and whatnot. Yeah. And now you can do it with your phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Technology has, has enabled so many people to, well, all of us 
to to do things that were the the realm of of the studios so i guess the the idea of why it's hot is you know it's become more of a public domain than a studio decision mm-hmm. which I, I i love the democracy of that 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 really is quite empowering isn't it mm-hmm. oh god i'm getting clear to again i'm gonna get you bad but, star reviews nah. <laughs> Uh, I think most people who listen to the podcast feel that way, so we're good. Good, um, good. But it's allowed people to take their own pictures, do their own thing, yeah. show what they love, and it's brought more joy, I think, to the space than before. Because, as I say, I love doing this podcast, yeah. this new podcast, because it allows me to talk to people like you and all sorts of random guys who, you know... I would never talk to you any other way. And just this past week on the main show, I interviewed a totally straight guy who loves underwear. Right. And I would not have that opportunity had I not had the podcast. Yeah. Just find it randomly in iTunes, which is we're getting more and more of lately because I was listening to a show about podcasts. Yeah. Which, you know, how crazy could you get? And they said, it's like, you know, anything you're into that is out there on podcasts and we're out there and we're speaking the gospel of underwear and spandex and all the fun things in the world and making them normal and not be like, Oh, you're a freak for liking it. And it's like, you know, you're not a freak. Mm -hmm. Freaks are the ones who don't like it. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. I, I think the word freak should be reserved for people who think that what they think is right and what you think is wrong. And they try and impose their ideas upon you. That's, that is a, freakish obsession trying to make other people think like you and i think what you're doing is you know you're you're giving a voice to so many people that other people who listen to it go i i think that too that that's me that's my world and Mm -hmm. you know they're, they're certainly finding that they're not alone and they're not they're not unusual and they, they they don't live with that shame because shame. I, I'm sure I talked about this before, but shame is something I absolutely despise. And you know, a lot of <clears throat> going back to spandex, it's like guys at the gym who wear shorts over their tights because they don't want to oh. show off their butt or their bulge. It's like, why do you feel shame for your anatomy? You know. It's like that's just where did that come from? I I think you should show it. I think you should do it. You know, we're not encouraging them to wear, you know, like the pouch tights that have you know no. make your bold, show it out and wear a cock ring under it. It's more, you know, these are good for working out, they help you recover, especially on leg days. They do all sorts of things, not just yeah. you know, show off a body and it's like, hmm, just do it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But we have so many people be like, man, you can't. Oh my God, it's a bulge. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God, a penis. Okay. As if half the whole planet doesn't have one. It's bizarre. It's, it's not coming after you. It's not going to attack you. <laughs> Just, it doesn't have teeth. <laughs> it doesn't have teeth. And it's not, mm. you know, it's not detachable. Sorry. But the thing, I mean, when when I um when I look at what women are wearing at the gym, you know, these tiny little bra tops, 
these mm -hmm. gorgeous tights which go right up their cracks, which I have the male version of and wear quite proudly. It's like, well, why is there this double standard? You know, it just, it makes no sense. So you just got to, sometimes you really just have to take a deep breath and go, do you know what? I feel good like this. Fuck it. Mm -hmm. And generally people don't care anyway. But I I enjoy it. And, you know, I, I, I refuse to have someone else's idea of what is acceptable and what isn't make my decisions for me and you're right you know you don't wear fetish gear to a gym because it's a public space that's it's not if you make other people feel uncomfortable deliberately then that's a whole other thing that's yeah that's not uh that's not normal gym behavior if you're going out of your way to make people feel uncomfortable but there's no reason why i can't wear tights that go up the crack of my arse and it's it's crazy because because i think they think that oh yeah you're gonna wear this you're gonna push it to this this and this i'm of the school where you don't bring especially a fetish you don't bring outside people into it yeah. i wanted you have you do it with people you like in spaces that is set for you yeah and not you know because those other people have issues but i'm like okay wearing tights is not you know sexual to the gym wearing whatever underwear you want in the locker room is not, you know, if people are uncomfortable. You're wearing a thong. Well, that's on them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How can a you thong know? be offensive? I mean, really? That's insane. It's like, you know, why are you looking then? But there's, um, there's this guy that I follow on Instagram and I think he is in Mexico. It doesn't it doesn't really matter where he is, but he has he has a beautiful body. I mean, I would absolutely kill for it. But why why I'm bringing him up is because he wears like um little sort of crop tops, almost like bra tops and tights to the gym and he posts pictures and I'm like, "You not just do you look amazing, you look so relaxed and confident with mm -hmm. yourself. And that is the sexiest thing, I think, when someone is just so comfortable with who they are. And well, he just looks incredible. You'll have to send me his, uh, me following, but you know. But there's another one I found who, I don't know if he's in Philippines. He's somewhere in like Southeast Asia. Mm -hmm. He wears these mesh white, spandex shorts with like an orange thong under and he's at the gym yeah and he does full-on workouts it's not like he's going there to show off he's like doing you know squats and all this other stuff and wearing this skimpy see-through oh my god and i'm like he looks amazing first yeah. off yeah he's not like super built but he's built enough but it's just like you know if you can get away with that at the gym and your gym is all for it. Yep. Go for it. Totally. Go for it. Totally. And he probably like, has a talking. great time looking good and training hard and enjoying himself. And that's the thing is like, it is so much fun. Exactly. And if you're not hurting other people, then, you know, you just, you live that life. That, I, I love that. So much respect for that. I just want to know where these gyms are. Because, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I'm like, we can't even wear singlets in the gyms here by themselves. 
but he's wearing this. I've seen people wearing thongs. And it's not like the gay gems you think of. Yeah. This is like real gems and stuff. And I'm like, where are these? Because mm. I need something. I need uh, such motivation if you go in and, you know, you see someone working out in a singlet. And- yes. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. It's that even, even, you know, picking, picking an outfit that I love um, that is, you know, super spandex tight. It just, it, I enjoy the workout more because I feel I look good when I'm doing it. And, you know, it is an extra level of motivation, but you're right. I mean, not every gym is somewhere you can do. Mm. I mean, my gym is kind of, no one has ever said anything to me about what I wear. And I would be amazed if they did, but I don't push it that hard. I don't push it to the, the extent that that guy with the secret yeah. shorts does. But my goodness, you I know, would love to train at that gym and join in with I'm, that kind of outfit. I really would. I'm going to find, I have to find his profile and send it to you. On He's on Instagram. And a friend showed it to me. And I'm just like, oh, I am so jealous. <laughs> a, you look amazing in gear. I don't know where you're getting this gear either. And B, you are owning this and you don't care. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, I, That's I don't the know dream. where he's at because mm-hmm. it's in, I have yet to figure out the language that he, his, his locations are in. And I'm like, I don't know. Mm. So I need to look it up and I'm always trying to get I try to get more non-Americans on the podcast. Right. Because I like a different point of view than just American. Mm -hmm. And I've had like you guys on and I have a bunch of Australians on. I've had Sai from Japan on who I really loved having on to tell all about the, you know, the underwear in Japan and why they like things. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. And he, he explained why, certain things I noticed. I'm like, Oh, that makes sense now. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to get more people on, especially some from, you know, South America. I'd love to get Brazil, somebody from Brazil on. And cause you know, there's tons of boys in Brazil. that love. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And (laughs) so I'm trying to get branch out and not just have Americans. Yeah. But it's not an easy thing with time zones, as we know. Oh, I know, right? I know, yeah. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> Timmy's having breakfast, and I'm having, uh, well, what is it, half past four here? <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, hey. Um, so it's... Although, it's, to be honest, I would stay up at midnight to talk to you, because it's always so much fun. It really is. It is fun. That's why I like having you on, because... I've had people, because we'll talk online, and uh, you have so many fans that people will send me send me messages. They're like, do you know him? <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> do you know how amazing he is? And I'm like, yes. Don't tell them you how know? anticlimactic actually knowing me really is. <laughs> and they're like, no, do you like really have like conversations and stuff? And I'm like, Yes. Oh. They're like, what? Oh my god! I thought it was just an online thing, and I'm like, no. <laughs> we text random oh. stuff like, "Have a nice weekend," and "How was your Christmas?" <laughs> and just random things. Yeah. Well, 
and I told them, I was like, no, he's, he's amazing. And I love talking to him and we text and we talk and it's not just, you know, okay, you're hot in spandex, which is true, but it's like, you know, I've gotten to know you yeah. over the last, God, it's been about a unit. It happens, yeah. Oh, it does not seem that long. It sucks getting older because your time frame goes down. <laughs> and and I'm like, no, he's he's wonderful. I love talking to him. He's one of my new friends. Exactly. So, real people. <laughs> real people, real I fetishes. Like, I was like, we connected over spandex and then we went from there and well do you know what yeah i mean that some of my my longest relationships friends wise are from people that i first spoke to on say spandex guys in like 2000 2001 and you know our friendships have continued yeah that's the inception Mm -hmm. point like with you and i that's how we got introduced to each other but it grows from there and you know, there's there's yeah. more to it, and you you start connecting cross culturally. You know, it's not just sex. Although, you know, very happy to talk that too. Exactly, but like I tell people, I think, especially in the last couple of years, it has amazed me at the level that guys are connecting over underwear, spandex, speedos, yep. and then becoming friends because I've had. Several guys on who have been really hot, you know, you know, they're, they're gay fit, not straight fit. Yep. And they're amazing. And they're just so incredible. And I'm like, I'm not used to that living here in Atlanta where the, the hot gay boys are, you know, like the mean girls. Oh, really? Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) But I have so many that come on. I don't know if it's the subject, but I think it's the subject and probably who they are as a person. Yeah. And it's very nice. It's very talking to people that you didn't think would give you the time of day. Now we're like, oh, yeah, let's talk. Let's do it. And then go on to do a lot more and get to know them. And that's been really good to know. Because- yeah, it's, it's good to know that the Mean Girls is not the the norm. Because we've all been exposed to that, you know. I think every, oh, yeah. every city or town has its little group of you know, pretty boy whores that think they're celebrities. And that's just, that's not everybody. That's what we're all exposed to. But at the end of the day, you know, you can have fetishes and be a completely normal person. And And enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With other people and make friends that you can talk to and point out, it's like, hey, did you see the new Bricklayer video? Oh my God, it's hot. So you got to have people you in your community that you can talk to. And I think as much as I complain about social media, it is a good way to meet people. It is it a is. good way it is. to bond with people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what the, one of the things that does concern me because I, I do worry that people, people take time to send us messages and I really appreciate that, but I don't necessarily have all the time in the world to respond to everyone. Mm-hmm. And I worry that I come across as, you know, not necessarily rude, but I, I, I can't engage with everyone. And I think, yeah, that's that's a problem I've had with the podcast, too, with people. Mm-hmm. I know I send them messages and they don't get back to me or they get back to me like four months later. And it's just the amount of people and trying to get through. Yeah, because, you know, all the social media apps have the other inbox, which I even forget to check. And I, God, I know. 
And then you go look, and it's like, when did this come in? Oh, my God. Yeah, I found so out on Instagram like, recently that there's there's like another inbox. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the criteria is for it. I'm not the most tech savvy. My husband is. So when there's a tech problem, I'm like, Phil, help me. Well, that one's sort of like people you don't follow or people... I haven't figured out any. I think there's there's like something about people who don't follow you because maybe they have like a sort of family friendly uh, profile. So they, they, they can't necessarily follow you because they don't want their profile to seem sexual, but they obviously they can still message you or whatever, but it doesn't come into your inbox. And yeah, I found this inbox recently and it it was full of all these messages. And I thought, oh my God, all these people have taken time to send me messages and I didn't even know they were there. And I mean, where where, where do you start with that? It was just, yeah, (laughs) the the messages are still there (laughs) going, hello, read me, but I haven't read them. And then you get Twitter where it's, you know, they changed everyone to, what is it? subscriber only or whatever oh my it is god i know they want you to pay and it's it's well, quite a substantial amount well you can change it to let anyone dm you and i did that when i set up all my accounts i was like anyone can dm me because of the blog and whatnot i want anyone to be able to send me a message and then i was telling people to come on the podcast and they're like well i can't dm you i was like what do you mean you can't dm me it says subscriber only only and i'm like um, no that should not no and i go look under the settings and it's subscriber only twitter changed it oops. and i'm like no do not be changing my stuff <laughs> i don't ask you to change it i said it for a reason and now i have to go back and change it again so i tell everyone that because i'll send messages to people it's like i tried to dm you and i can't they're like you should be able to and i'm like mm, no Oh, no. So you have to go in and change your DM settings again because Twitter changed it for you because they thought they knew best and want you to subscribe. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Guess so what I'm going to be check. doing after we speak now. <laughs> go check your settings. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, thanks, Twitter. It's this yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you for telling me what's best for me. I, I, I never I tire was, of that. <laughs> uh, I was hoping Blue Sky was going to pick up. Yeah, it's just like Twitter, and you can post anything on it. They have no restrictions, and it just hasn't. It took a big growth, and now it's kind of like leveled off. And I'm like, come on, people! I know it has its issues where it doesn't allow video posts yet or DMs, but you know it's coming. But you know they should have launched with DMs. I'm just saying that's the only downside, but. Don't it be becomes like it becomes a job then, doesn't it? If you have so many outlets for your social media. I'm hoping we finally get just really one good one. Yeah. Eventually, because you know, being on Instagram and then you're on Twitter and Blue Sky and you know, it used to be Tumblr and <laughs> all these things, and you're like, I don't have time to post on all these things so hopefully we'll get one good one but yeah you know one one thing i'm struggling with is um somewhere to host our trailers 
because when you go to like Pornhub and X videos, you need to upload all the identities now. This is kind of going back to where we started. It's like the restrictions on them. It's there is they're as tough as they are with Visa and Mastercard, and it's like oh my goodness. So I'm I'm sort of yeah I haven't figured that one out just yet because you know it's like I've we we've been filming for what eleven years and they want ID oh, for someone yeah. I filmed with eleven years ago. It's like I don't even know that person anymore. You know I didn't really know them You're then. Like, I don't even know where they are now <laughs> exactly i've moved country since then for god's sake uh, yeah uh, it's a pain it's a pain but the joys of content creation whether yeah. you're doing underwear or adult content you're going to have issues indeed indeed you just have to i mean there's always a way you just got to soldier on and find it yep <laughs> definitely well guess we'll wrap it up there since we're over an hour which does not seem like over an hour it does not not at all we just get on talking we'll have you back on never fear mm. we'll have you back on because you're one of my favorite guests i'm on and my god can i talk <laughs> that's why i like you because you talk just like me too so cool so yes that's why i love having you on because it's a podcast and you got to talk and tell good stories and you're always good for that. Well, You're always fun. I always and love exciting. being on. And thank you so much for your continued support. It is so much appreciated. Well, you help the good people out there. So, yay. Thank you. You always do. So tell them where they can find you, just in case there's someone on this planet who does not know where to find you, because wow. you are the spandex daddy, king spandex of all. Okay, well, the official site is www.bricklayer1001.eu. And our Twitter handle is a nice, simple, at bricklayer1001. And our Twitter is so filthy, I post on there all sorts of things. Because not everyone has the means to pay for what we do. So, you know, there's plenty of stuff there for everybody. Um, and our Instagram is at King of Spandex. Yes, go follow because the pink spandex one he did a couple of weeks ago took off like crazy. <laughs> All the boys went insane posting their pink spandex saying they needed to get pink spandex. Uh, we need to do that on a regular basis. That was, do you know, that was so much fun. And what I loved about that was how inclusive it was. It was like, show me your pink spandex. And people just went wild. And it was great. I absolutely they loved it. They went wild. Mm -hmm. And it was just a random post to do. And bam. So we'll we'll team up and do more of those. And, Definitely. Uh, do some more things together with the incredible bricklayers because they are the kings of spandex for sure. Thank you. Um, we do have a site. If you've not subscribed to this podcast and I don't know how you would find it if you haven't subscribed, but you know, I don't, it's the internet. You never know how people find things. Mm -hmm. We do have a website. It is brief I had the domain forever, never used it for anything. So when this popped up, I'm like, I have the perfect domain. It's the name of the podcast. Bam. So it has a site. I don't think we're going to post much over there other than podcasts. So I don't know. Maybe we will post some things over there. 
who knows what happens in the future, but right now it's just going to be podcast episodes and, you know, maybe some behind the scenes things, but nothing really crazy. And then if you enjoy the podcast, we will have a Patreon for this one as well. But in the meantime, join the one at UNB blog on Patreon. You can find us over there. Find me at UNB Tim on everything social and keep listening because this is our first of many shows coming up. We're going to have so many shows over here and talk about so many things because one I have in mind, I don't know how I'm going to do it is when, when's a good time to bulge and when is not, that's a good topic for, you know, cause there, there are times when you do want to show <laughs> off the goods and there's times where you're like, mm, I don't think so. So I'm working on that show. We'll see when I get it formulated in my brain. So that's one coming up and we'll have some white brief shows and some more spandex shows and our only fan show will be over here now. And you will, I'm working on all of them as we speak. So just stay tuned and I'm editing like crazy. So have a, an amazing month. Cause I don't know when the next one will be out. I don't think it'll be out for February, but you know, who knows? Have a good one, and we will talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. <laughs>